Welcome everybody to Saves Together, the podcast about playing games together, whether that means co-op or passing the controller back and forth or just playing the same game at the same time. Huh? Huh? That's 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 that it, that's it. It doesn't matter how it only matters that it's together because when you save together, you stay together. I'm Craig McGowan. I'm Grace N. This is episode 74. And this one's going to be weird. Tell them why. I mean, I think it might be the first time we did one based off of a game we played at the same time, right? I or think so. We maybe may there have, was one other. We may have done one other, but it had more. I don't think we did. But Can't remember. Anyways, we have a little dilemma. Today we're supposed to talk about a co-op game that we played co-op. But here's the thing. I haven't touched any other game but this one specific game for a whole month. So we decided we should just talk about that. That That is right. <laughs> but we are going to talk about that game. Developed by From Software and published by Bando Namkai, Elden Ring, the game everybody's playing and everybody's talking about, was released on February 25th, 2022 for the PC, the PlayStation, and the Xbox. It took me... Almost exactly a month to beat it, which is interesting. I feel like I beat it like almost exactly at the month mark. I think I'm on pace for that, like for the amount of time you just played more than me. Like it's gonna, I haven't beaten it yet. I know what you're saying, right? But well, like, I played more often than you, so now you're kind of getting your chance to play more, right? Like, yeah. How right. many hours is your file so far? I think mine. 50, 60. Okay, yeah, that's a lot less. Mine ended up being, I think, around 80. People were saying. This game's going to take you 120 hours. It really didn't. And I did a lot. I did a lot in this game. Like, I didn't just go straight to the end. I meandered. I didn't do everything because that's, there is, <laughs> the, this game has so much. Yeah, it so. It truly does. This episode's kind of just a, um, just want to have a conversation about this game. Because, yeah. like we, like I said, and I think you feel the same way, I haven't played anything else. And I haven't even really thought about it. So I have a. I have a couple games that came in that I like. I, I really want to get to Kirby. I'm excited for Kirby. Kirby Forbidden West. Kirby Forbidden <laughs> West. Also, this game, Elden Ring, ruined any desire I had to play Forbidden West Horizon. Yeah. Um, I was excited to try that. They came out on the same day, right? Uh, so. same week. Same. Yeah. And you started Forbidden West, and I was watching it. I was like, oh, hmm, yeah, cool. I'll get to this sometime. And now that I've played Elden Ring, I don't want to go back to an open world like that. Like it, Forbidden West. It was funny because I think I even said it on the podcast. I was like, I have no desire to play Elden Ring. I, I'm I'm a thousand percent sure I I said that. And then we got Elden Ring, and I was like, Well, I'm just gonna start a character and try. And you know, it really devolved from there. And I think a lot of people had a similar experience where they this was the first like FromSoft game I actually played and liked. Mm-hmm. Played a little bit of Bloodburn, a little bit of Bloodburn, and I didn't wasn't really into it. Um, I don't know why this one. I mean, I do know why it. A lot of it is the open world. That's factor. exactly the. They fixed my one issue. And there's a horsey. Just kidding. They put a good horse in it. But the horse is good. The horse is helpful because it's such a big world that it's nice to have something to get around quickly on. Right. Um. So yeah, I really loved this game. It was very special to me. Yeah. So also, this game has a co-op function we did not use because we did not because use you it. weren't planning to play the game. We only bought one copy. We've been sharing. Right. Um, and then I heard other things about the co-op that so made So yeah, me... you've watched some streamers. So can you just kind of run down what you've experienced watching people do co-op? And again, we haven't played it, so maybe there's a piece missing here or something. But There's a lot of stipulations when it comes to the co-op. I'm not totally sure 
how getting runes and getting items works. I think you do get runes and items when you're in other people's worlds. But the big thing is you can't summon people anywhere. It has to be in certain places. And then if you've beat the boss of certain places, you can't summon them there again. So it's like, it's kind of touch and go. You really can't be co-op the entire time. Do you know You that- also cannot use your horse when you're in co-op, which not a fan of. And you are at any point um, could get invaded. You can only get invaded in this game on multiplayer if you're playing co-op, which for some people also that's really frustrating because they wanted to be able to PvP in a way that they weren't constantly ganged up on. And then on the opposite side, people that just want to play with their friends or their partners are like, why am I getting invaded (laughs) constantly? But, you know, they haven't played like people that haven't really experienced like from soft multiplayer before. So it is interesting. I kind of wish they had added a situation where you didn't have to get invaded. How many people are invading though? I mean, I think this game sold like 12 million copies, so obviously there will be people doing it. I've seen multiple people talk about doing co-op and saying they couldn't go 20 minutes without someone invading. And they had to like fight them back and it was very frustrating for them. Multiple couples talking about this. If the invader kills you, does the invader leave? I believe so, yeah. So it might just be worth putting your weapons down and I think either way, like yeah. It's not fun. I'm not I'm not I'm just saying it it's disrupts the flow of oh, yeah. a gameplay that maybe you thought it was supposed to be and it's not. I don't think this the co op in this game is meant to be a classic co op experience. It's really it's yeah. really not. It's more I always saw it as just hoping um, for the bosses. Yeah. Yeah, which is cool. I yeah. like that. That seems really neat and, and convenient. And, you know, the other co op thing that doesn't really include having other people in is all the messages you see, I think is like a cool feature. Yeah, that's but definitely also frustrating in different ways, which I think you've ex- you were more frustrated than I was. There's a lot of them. And sometimes people are trolling with them, not just saying like item here and they're kidding, but like they will put them on the treasure chest. So like I do a lot of run in, try to grab the treasure and run out. Yeah, that's kind of my style. I'm a I'm a bit of a rogue, I'm a bit of a cheeser. Um, I don't think that's cheesy. That's more just <laughs> I know, I know. roguish behavior. Oh, the best thing we got out of this, speaking of behavior, the best thing to come out of Elden Ring is the term maidenless behavior. Because mm. it just applies to anything, anything kind of bullshit uh, that people do. And yeah. I'm, I, I foresee myself, you know, using that term for a while. That's great. When I just don't know how to, because I want to say like that person sucks, but I want to be a little more eloquent. Yeah, that is more. that is more of an eloquent way to say like, wow, that's some maidenless behavior you're experiencing now. Yeah. Um, the do you know if you can? I can be right now. My character's level eighty nine. Can I be summoned into a level two character's world? Yeah, for sure. Okay, because I know someone who just got the game, and I am excited to do co op with them. You can go help okay. them. Yeah, exactly. When I played, I, think that would be I played, fun. I played Demon Souls, and then I didn't play anything else because I really enjoyed my time with Demon Souls, but it was a, I had to follow a guide, and then I had to learn cheese strats because I'm not good at video games. And I've heard people I really, also following other people also really had to follow guides for that game. Yes, that one especially was even more obfuscated than the Dark Souls games, but it. Well, because it was the first one, dis- wasn't it? Kind of, of its kind. Pretty much. Yeah. Despite me loving what I, I actually really enjoyed that game. But despite that, I, I was done. I was like, I can't continue these games. It's too, I guess it's too intensive. It's too like, like the boss fights, because it was so linear and it was like, okay, I've reached this hurdle that I am now stuck on and I can't do anything from here. Mm-hmm. Um, this game fixes that one thing that stopped me from enjoying these. That's 
I did enjoy it, but you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. This game has solved the problem, which is you get to that wall that you can't beat. You just go somewhere else. Yeah. And there's so many, there's so much and it doesn't feel like, I mean, most of it, some of it does. Eventually I felt some of it felt a little copy pasted, but I think most of it feels really unique and different in a way that's like fun. Right. There's always something else to go do and see if you don't want to do the boss. And And you you can also just skip all many of the bosses too yeah if you get stuck on a boss now so that's why i was asking if i can go into someone lower level yeah you i I can help you can my friend beat the parts that maybe don't aren't fun like Uh i got stuck on radan for a while before nerf and then they nerfed him and then i beat him even summoning i feel like though radan is the one that even if you summons i mean it would help because you have really high that's what i'm saying i would be able to like really damage him pretty quickly even if i die to him it's funny because i feel like radan I, that was the boss I struggled the most against. After everything, I remember that fondly. Like, it's like, wow, I did it. You know what I mean? So it's really interesting right. that this game is able to make those experiences seem sweet, even though they, at the time they're so frustrating. But that kind of should. I mean, that's what just the, is great about the Souls games for people. Yeah, it's the enjoyment of overcoming that hurdle. You yeah, did it. Yeah, exactly. And I think these games are great. I think the animation priority... And the way it punishes you for doing the wrong thing, like kind of like a monster hunter, I, I think they're phenomenal. I don't know if they're for everybody, and I sometimes think, they're not for me. But I think the one thing that people need to take in mind when playing these games, especially if you're someone that plays a lot of games, and is that you have to like not play this game for too long at a time because you can really burn out. And I saw that happening to a lot of people saying like, "Ugh, I just want to be finished with this game," because they were playing for like twelve hours at a time. I, I don't yeah, think you should do that. I've been just basically playing two, three hours a day. Yeah. And it's really great. And it feels like I'm I'm forging my own story. I am yeah. I am going on this adventure that sure we all fought the same bosses, but the kind of the order you got there, or at least the way you discovered it and everything, it's really cool. And a lot of that has helped. It, this is my favorite open world, I think. It's even better yeah. than Breath of the Wild. It is, because it I feel the same way. It really I felt every night I was like these are all the things I did, my character did today. And that's so, and it's so cool. I don't know. It just felt really like an adventure in a way I haven't felt playing a video game in a really long time. Yep. And that was really neat. And that's why I think everyone should try it. I don't think it's for everyone. Yeah. But I really think if, especially if you can have someone come in and help you with the annoying stuff, mm-hmm. it's so fun to just explore this world. And I'm not that well versed in the lore of the other games, but mostly all I saw was miserable people everywhere. And this has some like friendly folks. This has some people who want to help you. I mean, yes, but don't it's still downplay. A it's world. very tragic. But like Blyde is awesome. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I felt really connected to the NPCs. The doll witch, Rent Ronnie. Rent, Ronnie. Ronnie. I love yeah. her. Like she's, she's so great. Like there's a cast of characters that I'm actually remembering. Mm-hmm. And you also and, kind of follow them yeah. along on the journey. Although, and this frustrates a lot of people, is sometimes you miss out on things. But I uh, I do yes. think the point of this game is that you're not supposed to see everything. I agree. But some people are like, oh, I have to find another guide because this character did this. And I, I will admit, by the end of the game, I was using guides so I could figure out like, oh, I kind of want to see where this goes with this character. But I feel like you could enjoy it just as much if you didn't do that. I think you I should at least play it until you get to the point where you're not having fun. But I think you should try to play it and understand you aren't going to see everything. Yeah. But I can I do understand some of the frustration because eventually yeah. I was like, I'm just going to follow a guide for to figure out like where these characters and what they're doing. And like some of them, I was like, I'm not interested in that character, but like really want to see what happens to her. And I haven't seen her for around for a while. And I don't know. But it was also so rewarding to find them on your own. 
it definitely is way more rewarding to discover things organically. Yeah. So Fort, Fort Hate. You I was walking under a bridge or, or like under a collapsed building and I just heard a guy yelling, Hey, does everyone does anyone want to help me? And I was like, Who who's yelling? And then I found him and he sent me he was like, Go south from the mist woods or whatever. And like just that kind of vague direction, it was great. Yeah. I don't want an arrow on my map. I want to just be told you just go south from here and have the world be designed in a way that I'll find what they're talking about. That's and the other thing. That's... It led to a cool little right castle that took me a couple hours to get through and explore and it, it was really impressive how the how the whole world is designed because there's so many moments where you think you might be doing the wrong thing but it's actually the right thing but they make you feel like you figured that out on your own yeah it's like oh i have to jump on these roofs even though it feels like i'm oh, cheating yes oh my god i love the level design when yeah i forgot that's something it does feel like you're cheating in yeah, a good way. In a good way. It's so fascinating. Like, it's almost like Breath of the Wild's uh, stamina climbing system. It's like, you mean I can climb anything, you know? <laughs> and, and you actually can use that yeah. into, like effectively to explore, and it really helps. However, I do have one problem. I haven't found a single waterfall with a treasure behind it. And if there's a game to put that in, it's this one. Um, And maybe it's there, and I've yeah. missed it. But there every time I see a waterfall... There's a waterfall thing eventually. Okay. All right. Thank God. I was so. worried that there was a fantasy game with an open world all about exploration that doesn't have a cave behind a waterfall. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Um, so there's... can you run down your character? Like, what? how'd you play? What have you... Oh, okay. So my character was Gwen Gotham, and she <laughs> uh, was started out as a um, prisoner. So that was the one with the, the, the thing on their head. Mm -hmm. um that seems then, to be a lot of people starting yeah i well is it okay i, don't know. I guess only say? because i've seen all the berserk <laughs> berserk references so oh, what does that have to do with the prisoner the prisoner the, that helmet is basically a helmet that somebody in berserk wears okay okay i didn't know that i essentially wanted to do like i wanted to try out magic but i didn't want to rely on it totally so i wanted to do like a magic slash dex build so that's what i did and eventually i found moonvale and if you've played the game i'm sure you're like Wow, you're not a real gamer if you use Moonvale. I don't care. Maybe I'm not a real gamer, but it was fun. And I once I got Moonvale, that was the sword I used. And I liked doing some of the summons, and I liked a lot of the magic. So it was fun. It was cool to be able to use magic in these games where I hadn't experienced that yet. So good times were had. What about yours? So I went, I started with the samurai, and then I used the katana that it gives you, the starting basic katana. What's your character's name? Oh, Pizwiz, because I was going to be the Piss Wizard, but then I was like, I don't actually want to use magic. <laughs> Pizwiz the Samurai. Yeah. Okay. Why um, would you start as a Samurai if you wanted to use magic? Did he have a high magic stat? I didn't want to use... Uh, well, I realized... You named him and then were like, I regret it, but it's too late. That's why I dropped it to Pizwiz. It wasn't... His name's not Piss Wizard. It's Pizwiz. I was okay. like, eh, I'm not going to do a wizard. I thought I'm gonna do Piss a Wiz was short for Piss Wizard, but yeah, it's I not. shortened Piss Wizard to Piss Wiz. I see, um, but Piss Wiz truly has nothing to do with Piss Wizard, is what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. Piss Wiz. And then I eventually I found the really really long katana, the uh, Kaliuchis or whatever. It's like the. <laughs> it's like a Kaliuchis is an artist. Yeah, I know, but I don't know the rem <laughs> I don't remember the sword. It's like a Nagagata. Kaliuchis. It's something like that. <laughs> okay. It's the Nakagata. I don't remember. It's fine. It's a, it's a katana, but longer. So the reach, I, the so reach is further. we both are using katanas. But I'm not using the cheap one because I'm a good gamer. 
Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, basically, I'm just doing katana and summons. That's my... That's how I've been playing this. There are so many summons. I love the summons. They're so fun. There's They're so many different cool. ones. I've almost only been using Headless Guy and <laughs> Mimic Tier. I know. But... I, I felt bad I didn't try some of the other... Because there's a ton. There's yeah. one... I don't know if you've gotten this one yet, but there's one of just three little pots. And they don't Yes, do they anything. explode, though. No, they, they do explode. do yeah. They explode. They do a lot. They just They're just explode. so slow, and they, like, can't hit hard, but they um, explode. It's funny. It's cute. The Mimic tier got nerfed by the time I found it. And still I still, super useful, still really enjoy it, but it's... You know what's fun is figuring out which, which items and equipment and summons to bring to each fight. Like, yeah. I was doing uh, Rikert, Rikert, whatever, the big serpent thing. And because you have to use that, there's a special sword. I'm sorry if that's a spoiler, but it's right there when you start the fight. They also talk about it before you go okay. in. That's because why because was... you have to use that special sword. I figured. Well, that means if I use the mimic tier. Also, it was a spear. Sorry. Whatever. I'm, I'm doing. Lore. I'm doing. Well, he swings it like a sword. If you do the hold, if you do the charge attack, so it's kind of a sword spear. Okay. The Pizwiz knows. <laughs> um, but that was when I used the mimic tier instead of the headless one, which yeah. is what I'm usually using because the headless guy teleports around and throws his spear and i feel like my mimic tier always just kind of dies too quick to some like because he rushes in and just gets hit a lot mine was super tanky you you used him pre-ban no i didn't mm. <laughs> i did yeah, you not keep telling yourself that i did not but yeah when you use the mimic tier in that fight they also have the spear yep. so you can like really stun it's lock just that two dude. people just like sing 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 it's good i liked that fight that that design the design of that guy was really cool i think the design of this world and the monsters i really enjoyed like i loved the world how everything was like color coordinated like there's like a blue world and mm -hmm. a yellow world and all the monsters, like especially the bosses were were really neat like i liked the lore of the world even though obviously the way the stories work in this game is you're not going to get them, uh, you know, A, B, C, D. It's not like that. You sort of have to piece it together. And I really enjoyed that. Like, I don't need to know everything. I'm just kind of like vibing out in this world. Right. That's what I like about it. Is it feels like this is my story in this world I don't understand, which right. is kind of how this world, how the real world is. Like, I don't know how everything fits together. Elden but I know Ring that if I walk like to the here, I can. World. Elden Ring is the ideal world. <laughs> We're 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 all the tarnished of Earth, is what you're saying, right? Maybe because like I don't quite understand what the whole are we. Is it purgatory in Elden Ring? Yeah. No. What's interesting about Elden Ring is the tarnished are like there's there a, a ton war. of tarnished, which is cool, by the way, to set the story up that way because you're essentially saying, yeah, there's chosen one, but you're all the chosen one, but you're being sent out and you're just mostly dying. Eventually, one of the chosen one will rise to the top, and that ends up being you. But it's kind um, of a cool setup because it's like, yeah, we're all technically uh, uh, able to be the chosen one. So you're telling me we're sperm. Only one gets to the egg. Is this a sperm joke? <laughs> is this a sperm joke? Is the bit whole right game <laughs> no. about getting to an egg? Oh, you don't get to a single thing that then repairs the world and creates life? Well, here's the thing about the ending of the game. You don't have to do that. Well, yeah, not every sperm makes it. And some sperm are evil sperm. <laughs> I, I don't like this metaphor at all. Although there is like egg-based imagery, especially hmm. with Renala. Hmm. Hmm. I think this mm. is all about rebirth. <laughs> It is about it is about creation rebirth. and I would say there's it's about Yggdrasil, death, the air though. tree. Yes, it's about death because when you sperm, there's when, a lot when, of sperms when, that die. It's about death because when you sperm, <laughs> a lot of them die. I'm on to something. I want the title of this episode to be "The Adventures of Gwen Gotham and the Pizwiz." 
Um, okay. Okay, thank you. You got it. Thanks. But I think that kind of concludes the adventures of Gwen Gotham and the Pizwiz. Yeah, you got nothing else to say? I mean, I have a lot to say about this game. I just feel like it's nothing most people haven't said. I really think you should play it. Mm-hmm. At least try it. I agree. Uh, and, okay, I wanted to talk about actually the discourse behind the tutorial. Okay, wait, I also want to say if you're not someone who plays, because I, th- I don't know what kind of uh, demographic listens to us, but we play a lot of games that are for not people that play a lot of games, you know, like Kirby and Stardew Valley. I think good starting games. This is not a good oh. game to first play a game. <laughs> I saw true. someone on my Twitter feed say that this was the first game they ever were going to try to play. What an experience that would be, because I don't think this is... It's probably an awesome one, maybe, because you... But, no, but it ruins the rest of game, <laughs> because you're like, wow, this one was so good. It's just, I no, think it would be right. interesting, but I think it would be hard to be your first game. If if you don't play a lot of games like this, you're probably not going to have a wonderful time. Yeah, especially However, at the beginning. It would be a hard hurdle, but if you got over the first three hours, I don't know. Maybe this would be, like, your favorite thing in the world. That's what I'm saying. I, I think if, if you could somehow... That's why this game took over an entire month of my life. Maybe like, the co-op so in that good. case would be good because if you exactly. had a friend who, who can could help like, you when you're stuck. yeah, who can teach you like, hey, like this is how you do it. Like it's okay to die over and over again. Everyone's going to go through that and get you through like the first boss. Although, you know, I'm hearing about people that don't even beat Godric for like 50 hours. Like that's very possible. Which I think is awesome. Yeah. You can go to, I did not know this. You can go to Lyernia without beating Godric. Yeah. You can just cross that bridge. Right. I didn't know that. I thought you had to do him. As far as I no. understand, you can go anywhere in the game. Without... I think you actually can. There's there's multiple ways to get multiple places. Like going to the plateau, I went there a way that you didn't have to like do anything that hard. Like you just had to get yeah. through this tunnel. I didn't even know that's what I was there doing. There was like an underground tunnel that Right. Comes so out. technically yeah. you could go from Stormvale or from like the first area to the plateau. The only Easily. thing I don't know is can you get into the the later parts no, after the, the capital? The one thing, you, oh, after the capital. Because yes, I you felt can. Locked. As long as you do two, you have to do two bosses to get into the capital. Yeah, but you can't just rush to. Right. You so you have to do bosses. You can't you just do go have anywhere. To do in the there opening. are some bosses you are. Yeah, like yes, correct. The game is locked as essentially behind some bosses, which is fine. But you don't but have to do them all. That's a good disclaimer. Like, okay, if you're a Stardew and animal crossing player maybe this is not going to be a great game to pick up but if you have an interest in it you should check it out i think if you're interested in the world and like the lore it might be fun to try and you don't have to beat it i think your story can end at any time you don't this for me i'm still compelled to play so my story is continuing but if i were to stop right now i would just i would be completely satisfied i would say no i i played that game until i was you know my story ended with uh i became a salesman in the plateau or something or i just died to radon and that was it yeah (laughs) (laughs) that was my wild ending but that's a very cool game very cool game unfortunately other games won't compare to for a long time this is one of those ones you know what i mean this is one of those like instant classics i bet it will influence other games so for sure so that's good i mean it itself was influenced by breath of the wild i think there's no yeah no way you could argue it wasn't i'm surprised there's not a glider Sworn there'd be a glider. Um, I feel like that then they would have had a hard time locking certain things behind certain things. Yeah, well. No, but I think there's a lot of loading. There's a lot of hidden loading. Um Is so there? so there's certainly a lot like of non-hidden towel, loading. When you go up towels. <laughs> when you go up the towels. <laughs> when you go up go up towers and stuff sometimes, I think you come out at the top and you're not where you you're not really there. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like when you look down, it's all foggy. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I don't make games, but 
maybe you're wrong, but maybe you're right. Exactly. And that's what this podcast is all about. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, yeah, I feel like that's a good little wrap up. Give it a shot. We really enjoyed it. And we just wanted to talk about it because we're excited about such a good game. It felt like, why would we talk about a co-op game we haven't put too much time into yet? Yeah. If we both have put so much time into this. And this is a a once a decade type experience, I kind of feel like, you know? Yeah. It, It was a game where I was talking to people I don't talk about games with. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like That's Skyrim true. was the last one I can think of. Maybe Red Dead, maybe, but Skyrim came out and I was talking to people who were in my class about video games because it was in college that I didn't know played games, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And they were excited. And it's one of those media defining type experiences. Yeah. There's... And it's wild that it's such a hard game. <laughs> it's crazy that it's one of these like, I can't believe FromSoft made a game that is so popular. Mm-hmm. right usually they're like a niche kind of like a monster hunter it really is amazing like yeah i don't know how and i, I mean it happened to me it. like i played this game that i was not expecting to play at all like and this happened to a ton of people that never have played a FromSoft game that played this game and loved it like that's crazy i don't even understand how it happened but it happened that way i guess it was a little bit of fomo maybe i mean not for me i really genuinely well i mean in my specific case it was because you bought it i don't know if i would have bought it had you not bought it. Right. But maybe I would have at that point. I would have been like, okay, everyone's saying you should give this a shot. I would have believed them probably. So. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, I, I forgot. I wanted to quickly touch on the tutorial cave discourse. I didn't know there's discourse about tutorial caves. So. <laughs> What's you, the, you, the, the game opens and you are put into this little cave and there and it says go and it doesn't tell you anything. And there's stairs that are lit up to your left and there's a corpse with a with an item which is like a floating ball of energy that you can see it's lit up and the corpse is kind of slumping down into a hole and a lot of people just ran right past the corpse because why would you jump into a hole and they ran out the stairs and they started the game really the tutorial is down the pit wait i thought there was a sign or something you could read that says you should go down there i'm pretty sure there is so the discourse became like wow this is bad you can run right past the tutorial and miss it and not even realize and the thing that i think is fascinating about that is if you missed that tutorial maybe this game's not for you like maybe your brain maybe your brain is not Craig's discourse is your brain is bad. No, <laughs> it isn't bad, but you. I kind of get what you're saying. To, you are supposed to check every nook and cranny of yeah, this game. Yeah, right. You are supposed to. You're supposed do to do the opposite the of what you think is right. Yeah, but then sometimes it's wrong. Like sometimes you do jump down a pit and you do die. Um, I mean, to be fair, there are um, you can access your menu and also look at that stuff. So even if you did run past that tutorial, like you should look at your menus then. Yeah, it's still a very obfuscated game. It's still a yeah. Soulsborne. It still does not tell you what this item does until it you use it. It doesn't tell you. Really. It will It will say, hey, hey, can you go give uh, this lady who you've, by the way, whose name you've never heard this potion? And then it will never tell you where that lady is. Right. And that's just how the game is. And I think that's what makes it amazing. But it's I can understand how someone would be like, I don't, what, what do you mean? You know, like if you're a very cross checklists off type gamer or. But here's the thing. I am that gamer, but I really enjoyed the freedom of playing this game. And it made me realize maybe crossing a checklist off isn't the key to true happiness. Maybe that's like Welcome. fake, shallow happiness. Welcome everyone <laughs> to the open mind. You've been awoken from the matrix. Creativity and exploration is really all that matters. It's about creating your own story. Exactly. 
It's I don't know. It wasn't. Like, this path. isn't like hot discourse, but it was an interesting thing people were talking about because to me it was so obvious you need to jump down that pit mm-hmm. because there's a corpse slumped over into it. There is like you look down. Why would you put a cave right here? You can't, you know. I think it's like kind of similar to the conversation about accessibility. And I feel like every game should have options. But I also do feel like in the same way with movies and books, like not everything is for everyone. Yes. And that's okay. Yep. Like I do think that's okay. <laughs> there are books and movies I won't watch or TV shows that still are good probably, but I just immediately understand that they're not for me. Right. So I feel like that's very possible with this game. Is like it very much may not be for you and you might not have any fun, but I do think it's worth giving a shot because yeah. it's really unique and it's trying things that I feel like more games should give should try and it doesn't always get it right. It really doesn't, but a lot of the times it does and I feel like overall the experience is worth having. So. Yeah. A piece of media's value does not go up or down the more people the more it like welcomes everybody, you know, like, right, right. You can I do, just, like you said, you, know. you can just not like it. It's not a problem. Like just because everyone else seems to be talking about it and liking it, you're allowed to not like it. I doesn't mean I disagree with the idea that every game should have. Okay. For example, um, in Tunic, I played Tunic recently and I did not realize this until a part of the game happened where the difficulty spiked so bad. I, I basically was saying, I'm going to quit this game before I beat it because this is stupid. And then I was looking on Reddit. It's like other people were also struggling. And someone was like, oh, I just turned on God mode for that moment. And I was like, what? And I looked in the options and under accessibility, there is a God mode, meaning I could not die. I could not die at all. And I beat that part and I moved on, turned God mode off and I finished the game. I genuinely think every game should have this option. Even Elden Ring, okay? That's my hot take. Elden Ring should have a god mode. You don't have to turn it on. But like, what if you did? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying I beat a game because it had a god mode. But like, yeah. Like what if you your know. save files and or like your end credits started listing how you played it? So like you can share your screen at the end. You can share a screenshot that says I played it on hard mode. I never used God right. mode if, if and I, I guess, only got hit three times. If I guess for you playing a game is about clout and mm-hmm. making sure everybody knows that you didn't like do this or that, by the way, I, which I don't think is important when it comes to a game. But for some people, it so apparently is. For some people is. it is. It re- and, and that's valid. I don't know. Is that valid? It's, it's, it's a challenge. You overcame. You persevered. I understand why people do stuff like that. I just think that. But it why sucks. do you have to prove it to other people and not just yourself? Other than for like uh, taking away speed running and no hit runs, all that, taking that away, like why do you have to prove it to other people too? Because that's what you get enjoyment out. Of. There's no. Pro- I don't think there's a problem with it. If okay. someone enjoys that, saying. they're allowed to. Just like you're allowed to want God mode. Yeah. The problem becomes when people argue like, "Oh, creator's intent. This is supposed to be hard." Okay, then that's fine. But right. That means I don't get to engage with it, even though. If you were to put difficulties, like difficulty sliders in this game, I would, I mean, I still like it. So they did a fine, okay job. Yeah. But like, I don't know. I don't know how to like totally articulate. I I understand the value someone has in overcoming an impossible challenge. I also understand the value like I have, which is just exploring and I don't, I don't, I'm not trying to make my life difficult. It is not fun for me to get like angry at a video game and and frustrated and do the same thing 700 times. Right. So I I get it. I I think for me, it's really just like, I'm not saying you have to put a God mode in all your games. I'm just sharing this story of that. I would not have played tunic to the end if it had not had a god mode and that's that like no yeah I, take it or leave it like you don't have to put a god mode in your game but i i then i might drop it in in this case shadows of the 
Crystal Boys. What's the mm, what's the chaos? My favorite game, Shadows of what's the Crystal. Chaos? Strangers of Paradise, Final Fantasy. Wow. That has a diff- that has difficulties and I think when that game is cheaper, I will probably pick it up and I will probably play it on the easiest difficulty mm-hmm. because I do not care about the gameplay. It doesn't look entertaining, but the world, the the weird cutscenes, all of that looks entertaining. Yeah, right. It's totally like This is the only medium, the only media that has those options like like you can't experience a, gate- a movie on easy yeah right like <laughs> i guess i mean you could turn it you could turn the brightness down on your tv and turn well, the subtitles no you're off. saying it's a different but you can't change your experience you can't, yeah, basically which, which i think is part of why people developed enjoyment based on challenge like mm-hmm. it's the only one that challenges you yeah right it's I a mean, totally physically challenges you not like mentally. it's an immersive Thing, yeah you know so in a I, way that movies and books and tv just can't be i mean i used to have a game shark the only the only way i beat metroid 2 as a seven-year-old was because i had a game shark all in all is i guess what i think is like you should try to experience every game by the people that created it the way that they want you to experience it but it's always nice to have options like i don't think you should go into a game with god mode immediately on i don't think that i think you should try to yeah. experience it like how do they want you to experience try it, it and go normal. as long as you can yeah which is what I did with Tunic. First of all, I didn't even know there was a god mode. That that was a surprise to me. But it was nice to be able to like, okay, I would love to know what happens at the end of this. So it's I'm glad I can just get through this without like immediately quitting. You know, I didn't want to do that either. So it was nice to have the option. But Yeah, you can tell. You can feel it when, <laughs> when your you drive can. to go forward is not based on what your fingers are doing. Mm-hmm. You know, when it's like, I don't want to do this. I just want to see the end. I like running around the world. I like... I'm I trying think to think also of games that have done this you can to me. feel when difficulty. I mean, this is like my opinion is badly designed. Like there are just moments in certain games where it's like this should not be this difficult. This mm-hmm. is stupid. Like I feel this feels unfair to me and how difficult it's been thus far. It doesn't feel like it matches. Unlike Elden Ring, it's always very difficult. So it doesn't feel unfair at any time. And it's just like, OK, I can't overcome this or I have to keep trying. And generally, it's the fair type of difficult where you did not roll when you were supposed to. It isn't like some games just do, okay, now you do one damage and he has one million health. What is fun about that? You know what happened in Tunic? The the encounter happened where they just took away all your power-ups and they made you do this marathon boss uh, fight. And then every time you restarted, it was like, it took way too long. I was like, absolutely fucking not like i got all these power-ups i can't even use them like this is stupid this isn't fun this is not it has to be fun okay at the end of the day (laughs) this has to be fun it's a game okay that's what i think and the challenge should still be fun and if fun for you is the challenge wonderful there's not that's what i was saying there's nothing wrong with that some challenges are fun and some are not but then if the challenge is too much for you you should also still be yeah yeah i don't know i think some people are lying to themselves about what's fun also by the way um i'm not gonna yuck anybody's yum (laughs) i'm just saying maybe they're yucking their own yum they don't even realize what their real yum is that's what i'm trying to say look inside yourself and tell and ask yourself why you keep playing a game that you're not even enjoying well that's because like they didn't saying i'm not the only one they always got picked last in gym class (laughs) and they always got like c's and d's and finally there's something they're good at and it's beating bosses with only one hit or something yeah and it's like we get it little guy like you made it you're you're a human now you're you have value as a person (laughs) so mean you're taking them down more than i was even starting (laughs) to but you're not wrong you're not wrong what i'm saying is uh do some introspective uh work in general 
just in general and then play elden ring and see how that goes for you and it will be great all right we went on longer than we planned anyways on it. that's elden ring it we didn't play co-op thanks for listening to this co-op podcast <laughs> thanks for listening cool so before we wrap it up grace could you tell me where we can tell them the listeners where they can find us on the internet you can check us out at savestogether.club, where you'll find links to our social media and all our episodes, along with our list of recommendations. And you can follow us over on Twitter and Instagram at Savestogether. Yes, and also, that's it. I don't actually have anything to say. Oh, okay. Thank like, you for listening. Thanks for listening. To episode 74. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. <laughs> thanks for listening.